I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, here was Dana Brown talking about Kyle Tucker. And uh, Kyle Tucker, who was looking for $7.5 million this coming season, the Astros offered five in arbitration. Goes to arbitration. The arbiter picks one side or the other. There's no split in the difference once you get to a hearing. And the arbiter decides to side with the team, the Houston Astros. So Kyle Tucker loses his arbitration case. Dana Brown, GM, says uh, hopefully no hard feelings. I talked to Casey Close yesterday, and I we're, we're very – uh, we're in communication. There's no hard feelings. We, uh, Casey's been around a long time. I mean, I got 33 years in. Casey's been around a long time. He totally understands us. I'm used to dealing with Casey from the amateur draft, so we have a good relationship. And so we both understand that, you know what, look, this is what arbitration is all about, right? And so we, ha- we have to remain focused, and we have to, you know, continue like, I know he has to put his client first, and, you know, I'm putting both the client and the organization first, if I could put it that way. Uh, but make no mistake, I don't think there's any love lost there between Casey and I or the organization and Casey or Tucker and the organization. I think they all understand that it's part of this it's business and nothing personal. Two and a half million is a big gap when you're asking for seven and a half million. It's 33% of what you're, of what you're asking for. I guess two and a half million is not all that big if you are negotiating and on the cusp of a deal that could be a nine-figure deal between Kyle Tucker and the team. Um, so we'll see what happens with this with Tucker. Tucker's not one of the guys, not one of the everyday guys who's at spring training right now. They've got a pretty healthy number of guys who have shown up to spring training so far. Jordan Alvarez, um, Jose Abreu is there, Michael Brantley, Jeremy Pena, among others are there. So we'll see what happens with Tucker. My hope is that Tucker does not feel about the Astros the way that Corbin Burns, the ace for the Milwaukee Brewers, seems to feel about his employer, the Milwaukee Brewers. We're just kind of disappointed with how Actually, it went. Ben, hang on, pause. Oh. Just to set the stage, Corbin Burns lost his arbitration case as well. He was looking for $10.75 million. 
The Brewers offered $10 million. Arbiter sided with the Brewers. So there's a $750,000 difference uh, between those two that they couldn't come to an agreement on ahead of time. And, um, and over uh, what seems to be a relative pittance in baseball terms, the Brewers may have pissed off their ace pitcher. We're just kind of disappointed with how it went. Um, you know, the Brewers never really made real attempt to to try to come to a deal to avoid a hearing. Um, at least from our perspective, you know, I heard heard the comments yesterday, but um, you know, from our end, just never really made that that solid attempt to try to you know avoid a hearing. Um, and even even up until you know the days before, um, there were some phone calls back and forth, and basically it just came out that we uh, we're going to end up going to hearing. I mean, that's that was kind of how how it ended. Um, I think we saw from from the deadline day that we were going to end up at a hearing, um, just with the, the lack of the attempts to, to, to get a deal done. Um, so that's unfortunate that it ended up that way. Um, and then the, the hearing itself is obviously another story, um, which we can dig into if you guys want. But um, it's just one of those things that just at the end of the day, it was just kind of very eye-opening. Um, you learn your true value in the organization. Um, and um, just kind of at the end of the day, it's disappointing, but um, you know, you got to get past it. and and. Um, Obviously, the folks is playing baseball and going out and doing what I can for the teammates and for the fans. If I'm a Brewers fan, of all the things that Corbin Burns said in that minute or so of audio, Seth, and he said a lot there. I mean, he talked about um, the lack of attempts by the Brewers to come to an agreement. Um, said never made an attempt a couple of times. Um, said it was eye-opening. Um, said that uh, disappointing. The, of all the things, of all the things uh, in that, that would make me, that would make me the uh, the most nervous if I were a Brewers fan. It's where he says you learn your true value to the organization. You learn your true value to the organization because yeah. that, that's one where that's that is one where there is clearly a broken relationship between player. And by the way, Corbin Burns won the Cy Young in 2021. He's been an All Star the last two years. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Milwaukee can't afford to be pissing off guys like this. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I think that th- this is the danger of the arbitration. It's not the hearing itself. I think usually a good agent will have prepared the client for what the what the team is going to say about him. Like they're going to say, you know, Lance McCullers. I think you know at various points it would have been about his injuries. It would have been about um, you know certain things about his performance. He's going to know going in, and it's no it's no fun hearing it. But at least you're going to hear it. I think the lack of communication beforehand is what can make things seem very antiseptic. You know, like just like there's no human involvement there. This is just a dry, sterile, these are the facts, these are the numbers, and we don't actually really care about you all that much. And that makes it harder to move past. I think you can end up with with sour feelings at that point. That's where I think that Dana White, hopefully, is Dana Dana Brown. Brown, Dana Brown, yeah. Dana, Dana White is your new Astros GM. You know, slap some sense into you. So I think that uh, you've got to massage that side. And I think Dana Brown, probably specifically for things like that, is perhaps why Jim Crane likes Dana Brown. He he seems much more like the proper – for where the Astros are in their stage of development now, a lot of the hard stuff at the beginning almost had to be done by somebody that – wasn't going to be weighed down by human emotion, you know, and with Jeff Luno, that was very much that. I think over these past couple of years, now that you're getting into some kind of a, you know, growth, but trying to maintain what you've earned phase, 
Perhaps James Click was cut a little bit too much like Jeff Luno on the hyper analytical side, where with Dana with Dana Brown maybe you find a, a bit of a balance uh, between a guy that's got those human attributes, but also you know obviously an appreciation for the analytics as well. Yeah, the Astros are clearly starting to skew to that side. It's maybe it's some of Bagwell's influence as well uh, in the organization that they're you know they're. they're that they're looking at stuff like that, that they're looking more, you know, I'm not saying looking less at the analytics, but maybe that they're weighting the human side of things a little bit more. Um, this Corbin Burns thing, like the first thing that pops into my head, well, first thing that pops into my head is what are you doing, Milwaukee? 750, 750K, the guy's been one of the best pitchers the last two years. The other thing I'm thinking is, okay, well, <laughs> when the trade deadline time rolls around, Burns is a guy who's under team control for at least one more year. (laughs) You know, he would would fit sort of the Garrett Cole profile in some ways where they traded with Pittsburgh for him with a couple years left of team control. And then he, you know, he was – now Corbin Burns has been a better pitcher in Milwaukee than than Cole was in in Pittsburgh. Um, But that's what I would – like I I immediately put this guy on the radar for – Trade deadline time. You know what it's I mean? Right. And the way the arbitration works where, you know, there's no – once you enter arbitration, there's no negotiating. It's just one side wins, one side loses. Yeah. So if if there really wasn't good dialogue or communication beforehand, you could see where perhaps Corbin Burns was really frustrated because – and we've only heard his side of the story, or at least you and I have only heard this side of the story – you know, it's easy to envision, okay, it's a $750,000 difference. You could probably really easily hash this out, meaning somewhere in the middle. If for Corbin Burns to be this upset about it, I would think he probably figured, all right, cool. Well, we'll just, you know, let's just go ahead and split the difference and be done with it. And you don't get any of that. Yep. He's like, nope, we're going to go We're gonna go to a court-like proceeding over $750,000. Yep, yep. Um, Michael Beckman on Twitter weighing in on our question, would you rather be Houston this past year with a World Series championship but two bad teams or Philly with two teams that made it all the way to the finals and lost? He said, I'm with you guys. I would never trade the Astros World Series championship for all three teams getting to the championship um, but failing. Also, because of the Astros' success, it allows the fans to be patient with the Texans and the Rockets. Hmm. Is it patience with the Texans and the Rockets or is it – Apathy with the Texans. I think it ends up being apathy. I think when the Astros are there and available, people are going to say, well, hell yeah, we're going to – I take any of my attention that I would put on you Texans, and I put it full bore into the Astros. If if both teams are good, then you're going to get a natural division of, you know, a a, a division of attention and uh, with very little overlap, except that the Astros routinely play until midway through football season. So I think that, yeah, I think it's apathy. I think teams, uh, you go around, like you look at the amount of Texans gear now compared to 10 years ago, and it's obviously flipped on its head because when – the Astros were getting 0.0 ratings. There was a whole lot of Texans gear in town when they were good. Uh, and then that, that, that departed rightfully and understandably very quickly when the Astros got good. Dude, I got tagged on a picture of Martin Maldonado at training camp, like a full-body yeah. picture. He looks good. Ooh. He, he looks like he's lost more than 17 pounds in this picture that I'm looking at well, right Well, he's here. probably at the same time been working out more, so he might have even lost more than – you know, oh, like it's just, he's got more pounds, muscle mass now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might you might lose 17 pounds, but if you're not working out any differently, you'll just look like a guy that lost weight. But if you're also still working out at the same time, you lean up even more. Dude. You lose 17 pounds in a in a in in like more fat than normal if you just lost 17 pounds without working out. Yeah, so, yeah he, good for him. He looks. I mean, he looks slender. 
Um, wow. Okay. And you know what he else, you know what else he has now? He's got the he's got the Fromber extensions going in the back now too. Martin does. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You pointed that out. Yeah. Uh yesterday. I was trying to think. Luis Garcia gave a funny little appearance in the locker room where he just he was his physique looks the same as far as I could tell, which is not good, not bad, whatever. He's uh he's he's lovable. Um but he just he kind of looked so resigned to just yeah I don't know man my wind up is different and yeah. it is what it is yeah. and what are you gonna do and he good. gave this he gave this kind of like little head bob weave to where like to, I don't even know what he was trying to express other than that like hey man nobody really knows what's going on with this we're just gonna try to figure it out and we'll we'll fix it, fix my wind up however we need to fix it up um, but he was uh, that was one of my uh, my favorite appearances from the guys so far yeah no Garcia was great he was. Great. Uh, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Final segment of the week coming up. John Lopez, Landry Locker. We'll find out what they got going on on In the Loop. I'm managing tonight in a charity softball game out in Tomball for the for the troops. Bootsfortroops.org if you want to go check it out. Um, I'm Landry's managing the civilians. I'm managing the veterans in a civilians v. veterans softball game. Uh, I'm going to call my shot, but the people have already called theirs in a Twitter poll as to who they think resoundingly is going to win this softball game tonight. We'll share the results, see if Landry pops in for a minute or two as well next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 